0: It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there. Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control, and the dock! Oh, my. Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093.
1: I guess you don't have to,
0: but you need to.
1: He hits one high
0: and
2: deep left field. Kane shading the eyes at the
0: track, and it is gone. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Gary Darby.
2: Welcome to the Canna Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary, Chuck, Yancey in the building. Here's what we have coming up today. Dudley Dawson's publisher of the Hogville.net. He'll be on with us around 610. Uh, we actually have Mark Cleary coming in from Canna Clear McGraw. We'll talk with him on the phone for a few minutes right around that text message time, which we have some of those, and Harry Harrison will join us, plus everything else that we normally do, and for the first time, uh, we'll get started with uh, some of the nominees for the C-SPAR Connerly Trophy. We'll talk about the watch list coming up for the first time this week. 66,703, the announced attendance men. All right, I say it's as loud as I'd ever heard it in that uh, the,
3: at any point in time. Am I wrong? No, uh, I say one one play tied it, and that's when Travis Johnson intercepted yeah. the pass in 2003 okay. in the first series and returned it for a touchdown against LSU in that game we lost. Uh, that was the that and the other night were the two loudest I've ever heard. Because sitting up above, right, and, and I, our defensive guys were kind of pumping their hands in the air,
2: which was a defensive play call, right? Yeah. They were trying to get themselves <laughs> in, in. That that was them calling a play, and you could just hear the level of the fan thinking, all right, they're encouraging us to get louder. And you could tell the decibels and the change yeah. Yeah, in the crowd. The,
4: the, the overall game, LSU 03, Chucky's right there about uh, the interception there. I think that was Johnson that intercepted it. Travis 14. Johnson, yeah, Travis Johnson. Um, but the overall game—that's the loudest I've ever heard yeah. at the ball. It, it, me it too,
3: was, me too. Well, I mean, there was so much action. I mean, it's unbelievable. If you're a fan of offensive football, what 104 points, uh, 67 <laughs> first downs, four, almost 1,400 yards of total offense. I mean. Uh, defenses it, might well not even been out there
4: like what can you do you couldn't execute i mean good gosh the throws that were being made the play calls that were being made it, it, they're they're let's really be, nothing you do let's be honest,
2: some of the throws jaden daniel made That's, into the end zone yeah perfect, perfect. i don't i don't know if there's i may be wrong that we'll see a, another quarterback that could make all four of those as he did the rest of the schedule.
4: Yeah,
3: I, I I don't think so.
4: I don't either. Kayla Williams gets credit as being the best college quarterback. I think he's Jaden Daniels. Because really the
2: coverage different. was there. Unfortunately, their receiver's a little taller, and the throw was just perfect.
3: Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you can do when they drop a dime like that. Oh. I mean, Deontre Prince was all over him on two two of those. Uh, and I think Gaddy was on, or, or was it Walton? Six. Wal- the, Walton.
4: Uh, yeah, no, Gaddy was, was not, on one, was and on, – right, um. Yeah. And Anthony.
3: No, Their Anthony shine. didn't give up a TD.
4: I thought he gave up one there in the corner. No. Still. But when, when the offenses have momentum like that, there's not much you can do. And we'll talk about it in my thoughts, but people don't – they seem to forget. Yeah. Ole Miss only gave up one touchdown, one points in the fourth, fourth quarter. Four possessions gave up one touchdown, and that's what was the difference in the game.
2: That was the thing that you know we kept saying, you know, on the broadcast and when we talked with Harry. Is you just need two stops. You got to have two stops somehow. Now they got ended them. up with a third one because of you know you, they time ran out there at, at the end, but it was enough.
4: Yeah, to well, get they, it. Well, they got to stop down nine points, right? Yeah, that allowed them to get to two, and then got you got to stop, to stop at the end. Scored, to, to score, score, go and ahead. They got to stop, and then so technically the you got yeah. the third
2: spot, stop. Yeah.
4: Yep. at the end
2: yep. you know yep. um after and, and i don't know like we, we were talking about it right before like 38 seconds left and the first play goes for 41 yards,
4: no. and in eight seconds i'm like just, this cannot
2: happen i mean it just cannot just happen. all
4: set up there touchdown that's your point all right
2: first part of the show brought to you by first south farm credit 100 years of experience supporting communities in agriculture so they can take you through that financial journey at first south farm credit would you like to try in a couple of minutes for your five things Sure. We'll do it. Let's go. Uh, it's brought to you by Outback Steakhouse and our friends Steve Grant.
4: It wasn't hard to point out what was going to be the key for the LSU game. It was the offensive line. They came out and easily had their best game of the season. It's no coincidence that Judkins had his breakout game as he rushed for 176 yards and a pair of touchdowns. We can't also stress how important it was having a healthy Caden pre back in the lineup. Having a traditional tight end in this offense makes a night and day difference. Thought number two, while Ole Miss's defense was shredded through three quarters by college football's top offense, the defense won the game by only giving up one, one touchdown and four possessions in the fourth quarter. That was the difference in the game. Thought number three, the Ole Miss offense is obviously different when Trey Harris is healthy. He's a true NWO and allows Watkins and Wade to run around the field. Thought number four, Ole Miss's defense statistically had the worst game of the season, but most of that had to do with LSU and their dynamic offense. There is no one playing better than quarterback Jaden Daniels in the country. And the last thought of the day, now it's time to turn the focus on another big-time college quarterback in J.J. Jefferson. He's as absolutely torn up old Miss the past two seasons. The defensive line has to get pressure on on J.J. or it will be another shootout in the vault.
3: What about K.J.?
4: J.J.? <laughs> KJ, excuse me. I mean, he's just from North Penola, He's <laughs> grown up watching. him. seems like ninth grade. Seems like he's 30 now.
2: We'll come back with a little bit more of the program next.
1: When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future, and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order, or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado, or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy new roads.
2: What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information,
0: go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lenders.
5: To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org.
0: Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in musculoskeletal care is opening a full-service clinic in Oxford on June 12th, offering a full spectrum of orthopedic care, including sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services, and a physical therapy department. Schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. We also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic, Monday through Friday from 730 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, across from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
2: This portion of the program is brought to you by Gateway Tires, serving you since 1929. 54 locations, six different states, Gateway Tire Goes the Distance for You. I'm Gary. Chuck is here. Yancey's here. And so is Dudley Dawson, publisher of Hogville.net. And, Dudley, I'm going to start here. We have a, a text message line, and we're not going to be able to get to a lot of them later in the show, but, but one of our listeners is asked about John Morgan and his injury and wants a report on that. Sorry to welcome you to the program and bring you <laughs> in that way, but injuries and things like that mean a lot, you know, uh, I think to everyone in college football. First of all, welcome to the program, and if you don't mind, can you give us an update on Morgan?
6: And I appreciate the welcome. And, uh, you know, we'll start off with good news. John Morgan, who, uh, you know, it looked, uh, looked pretty bleak there the other day, and he was down on the field for a long time. And he's a young man that transferred in from Louisville. He uh, was able uh, to get, they got him to the hospital for precautionary reasons. Uh, he was evaluated, uh, he had another test this afternoon. Uh, they were expecting things to go well, and he may even play this weekend. So it's it's wow. not a Demar Hamlin situation or some of the others. Uh, I mean I, I want to say it's basically like he got punched in the throat and uh, it uh, you know took the air out of him and really for a second, uh, he he was so dazed that the movement wasn't there, but everything was good at his extremities. Uh, later on, once they they got him to the hospital, they did all the right things and how you do it these days to get him to the hospital, uh, and so everything it looks good, and, and he may even be in there in the, in the rotation on uh, on Saturday. That's
3: crazy. What's the what's the consensus about this Arkansas team uh, for those of us that hadn't kept closely uh, accounts on them?
6: Well, it is, uh, it is a pretty disappointed fan base right now. As you can imagine, uh, you know, I think the loss to BYU was uh, something that, uh, you know, there were several instances of coaching and also, uh, you know, player problems that uh, really, you know, came to the fruition there. And, you know, BYU is, uh, you know, is now a Big 12 team, but they're not, they're not supposed to be a physical Big 12 team. Uh, And that's, you know, they really showed more physicality than Arkansas did in that ballgame, which I think was surprising to a lot of people, especially from the way that the series went last year when Arkansas, you know, put a a 52-35 win. Uh, I do think the offensive line, um, you know, has been a focal point uh, for fans and, and, you know, coaches and and the media who's who's watched them. Uh, Never would you expect an offensive line that, uh, you know, whose head coach is Sam Pittman, to not be up to snuff. Uh, this is in year four. Uh, they got some highly recruited uh, guys to come in here, and, and are you know a lot of them are playing. Uh, they're, they've been decent on the interior, but the two tackles uh, who are young guys that uh, just uh, uh, you know are playing their way in SEC football is a it's quite a change from uh, you know Arkansas or wherever they played high school games. Uh, both of them got a little time last year. We're expected to take a you know step up, but that hadn't been the case this year. And when you are when you put young, inexperienced tackles out there against SEC defensive ends, who we all know are you know some of the best in college football, not just you know in in the SEC, uh, you know they're you're, they're going to get whipped, and they have gotten whipped. And for whatever reason, uh, they haven't been able to. To kind of get the mix they need. Uh, there was, you know, Coach Pittman had his press conference today. He's talking about maybe we've got the five right guys. Uh, maybe they're not in the right position. Uh, you know, maybe we need a, a senior next to a, a freshman, a redshirt freshman, and all that. It's it's kind of shocking to hear him talk that way. I mean, he's at a loss. Uh, Cody Kennedy, who's the offensive line uh, coach, is under a lot of pressure here. I mean, you know, we were a couple of media guys were sitting around talking today. I mean, there's only five on the offensive line. It can't be that big a deal, you know, to move one guy next spot. I mean, they got to be able to, to to talk to each other. And I do think that losing Ricky Stromberg, who is starting center for uh, for the Washington Commanders, I think is their name now. The uh, uh, <laughs> you know that was a big blow for them. But uh, the the interior guys that came back, they're just not playing well. The young guys are just not getting it done. And and it is, is it's, you know, it's straining on the head coach. It's straining on the offensive coordinator Dan Enos, who's under fire as well. Um, you know, fourth and I've always been a proponent of putting the quarterback under the shotgun, whether he's 150 pounds or 250 pounds. And this quarterback's 250 pounds. They they've, they've been five for eight on fourth down conversions this year, which sounds great, but those four five co- conversions were all from uh, from uh, six or seven yards out. 10 yards whereas the the ones that they failed on have all been fourth and inches and they've all been from the shotgun and it's just it's that kind of stuff that just uh is driving the arkansas fans crazy
3: so uh are y'all missing kendall briles
6: you know it's suddenly i think he's a lot more popular than he was they wanted him out of here because <laughs> uh you know he brought he had the old bring the tight end and run the quarterback sneak when that tight end who's uh who's now at South Carolina's Ray Knox, uh, was 240 pounds. Uh, you know, it's interesting if you put your tight end under center, but you do not putting your quarterback under there. And I realize there's a lot that goes into it. But if you can't get a fourth and one by running the football in the SEC, you're not going to be successful. And that's why it's, it's been a problem. What's interesting to me, though, is they went down there at LSU, had a bunch of penalties, as they did for two weeks, we're able to get a lot of things done. Uh, you know, the emergence of Luke Hawes, the tight end, was big down there. Six catches for 116 yards. He's a big matchup problem. I have no problem saying that he's going to be a very high draft choice uh, in several years when he becomes draft eligible. But losing him on the first play of the game the other day uh, to a broken clavicle was big. I don't think Arkansas would have won the ballgame still, but it, you know that really limited what they can do. And the fact that I'm telling you that lift, uh, the injury to a, a freshman tied in limits them tells you everything you need to know.
4: Dudley, there's something about Arkansas when they see Ole Miss on the schedule. They play their best game of the year. You know We've seen fourth and 25, sixth, seventh overtime victory over Ole Miss. They whipped Ole Miss last year there. There's been some mediocre Arkansas teams just – and Ole Miss uh, on a platter. What what is it? I mean, is it just is it just a confidence thing when they see Ole Miss? It, it, can, can you explain it?
6: You know, I, I've, I turned sixty this year, and uh, of all the SEC programs Arkansas has had, I think, and that that's leading up to next year's uh, SEC when Texas comes in. But of all the current SEC programs. I think that Ole Miss has been a biggest rivalry, a lot because obviously the two states are connected uh, over there with West Memphis and Memphis and, and all that situation. They've had some great games. There's been some very interesting calls, both from the referees and, and the offensive coordinators and all that. And they've just been highly entertaining ball games. I, I expect this one to be highly entertaining as well. Even though Arkansas didn't fare well at all uh You know, offensively against Texas A&M, I do think that uh, Ole Miss and LSU are probably similar on defense. Uh, Both give up a lot of points. The biggest difference between Arkansas and Ole Miss, I think, is obviously Ole Miss has, what was it, 713 yards total offense, has a very explosive uh, (laughs) uh, offense. And, you know, I think that's the biggest deal. So I think Ole Miss is going to be able to outscore them. But I do think Arkansas will look better offensively this week which uh, you know is not something I thought I would be saying when you had KJ Jefferson coming back, you had Rocket Sanders coming back. He's still not 100 percent healthy, but he's probably getting better at all. But KJ Jefferson has just has been under assault, uh, you know, in a lot of these games. LSU didn't get to him that much, and if they did, he maneuvered out of the pocket and, and made a big play. But I think it's going to be another entertaining game. It is, in true sense, I think, a rivalry between the fans, whether it's a rivalry between the players and the programs are not, but I think the the fact that they've had so many good games and, uh, you know, the states are adjacent uh, really gets you, uh, you know, gets the, the fans up for this football game, and, and I think both both uh, teams have risen to the occasion many times.
3: We're up against the break, Dudley. We appreciate you being on, but real quickly, how is Rocket?
6: Rocket is probably 90 to, to something percent around there. Uh, he had one play last week where he called... On a, on a, on a off, you know, on a swing pass, and was able to make it. But he's not there with the speed
4: he was last year. and He's still coming back. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Dudley. Appreciate it, my man. You bet.
2: Back with uh, some text messages and more. Mark Cleary will join us also. It's the Cannon Motive of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
0: imagine years of hard work and saving and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings paxton farise and the farise group have over 20 years and a process working towards success not stress after retirement to know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security talk to the farise group retirement should be stress-free not stressful the farise group farise offices in oxford and jackson the farise group your partner in retirement registered representatives offer securities through security america inc member finra sipc the farise group llc and securities america companies are separate entities And go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
2: All right, friends, good stuff there as we got the Arkansas perspective of this weekend's game. Ole Miss coming off the 55-49 win over LSU. Text messages are coming up. We've got a, a injury and we've got Harry Harrison coming up. But we also have, at least at this time, always use the tell you can and Clear McGraw brings you know our text messages to us and to go to the website ccmoxford.com instead we're going to bring Mark Cleary on. Mark, how you doing?
7: Hey guys, how's it going? Hottie, baby.
4: Mark I saw you at the tent before the game. How how did the end of the night uh end up Saturday after the game?
7: Man, every single person I have talked to has just cannot stop talking about how electric Oxford was, how they want to be here more. I mean, what a paramount win for Oxford, man. I think the Rebels needed that. I think LK needed that, man, and uh, we came through in a big way, man. That was uh, that was exciting, man. It was fun to be a Rebel this weekend.
4: No doubt about it. And with that, as you know, the market here, uh, the real estate market has been squeezed, and there's no better person to call here than Mark Cleary with uh, Ken and Cleary and McGraw. And just kind of talk about where, where the market is in Oxford for the fans out there listening that want a second home or second condo in Oxford just to just to be able to get something decent now
7: man the market is white hot i mean it, it has been really i mean ever since i got into this business you know 15 20 years ago i mean oxford's such a desirable place you know the university is growing rapidly i mean anyone who's ever gone to school here you know had a piece of oxford is trying to come back and get a weekend cottage you know get a, get a uh, retreat here in oxford and you know people are coming back to retire. I mean. The prices are just continuing to go up i mean we um we've seen a lot of a lot of increase in values i mean people are you know it, it's a really really great market to be in it's just hard to get in it and you know that's one of the things that we offer at ken and, and mcgraw i mean if you work with us we give you the inside edge most of the deals in oxford come across our desk first and i mean it's just it is a um a really exciting time to be an old miss rebel and in the real estate game here in oxford
4: Mark, do y'all handle any rentals, weekend rentals for, for these ball games? <clears throat> yeah,
7: so we don't handle long term rentals, and Camden Clear and McGraw does not handle short term rentals, but we've got an affiliate company that's recently been launched called Apex Short Term Stays. Apex38655.com. Apex38655.com is the website um it's about to be live and live in color we've already started rolling with it and it's a new venture we've got in we've had so many investors coming down here looking for airbnbs you know a lot of my you know college buddies are like man I'd love a place there but I want to I want to be able to mitigate some of my exposure and and I need a place I can weekend rent can you help me and and now we can so um, it's a really cool new new piece of our business again it's a completely different entity uh, but it's something that we're now able to help all of our customers, friends, and colleagues with, and it's been real successful, and it's, it's really come out of the gate hot.
4: For all the listeners out there, how do they get in touch with you by phone and by website?
7: Yeah, man, I'm pretty easy to catch, man. You can call me on my cell phone anytime. I've I'm i I'm got that Houston, Texas area code, born and raised. I still haven't <laughs> given it up You know, 20 years now on my long-lost Houston buddies, but it's area code 713 713- three zero three 8924 you know I'm easy to get a hold of I'm all over the internet and social media but you know Mark Cleary Oxford you can Google me call my uh, call the office call my cell phone um you know like I said I try to be as available as I can be and you know love the opportunity to help out uh, anybody part of Rebel nation out here
4: thank you my friend I look forward to it hottie toddy hottie toddy beat Ark baby beat Ark the Rebels. let's
2: go let's go. Let's go to that uh, text message line that's brought to you by Mr. Cleary and the Cannon Cleary-McGraw guys, and we'll start here. The first one that came in was who took over the fan experience since Paris Buchanan left. Uh, They're doing a tremendous job, and the fourth quarter show was incredible. You go to the uh, com site, and Matt Smith is listed as the assistant AD for marketing and fan experience football. Of course, it's got to take a village to pull it all off, but that has been really cool there
4: it really has full game really wide really has i mean I, I just happened to bump into Keith at, at Moe's barbecue on sunday and and that's the first thing out of my mouth i said what, what the what did you all change up going in the fourth quarter that was unbelievable the whole fourth quarter just they have taken it up another notch he said he really he really challenged his marketing department to take it up and and they sure have
2: the other is what can be done on some of the terrible calls against Ole Miss that seem to aid LSU.
3: Uh get on the message board and bitch and moan. That's about it. What <laughs> <laughs>
2: teams will send nothing. video in? Right, they'll send video. Yeah, nothing the conference and nothing
3: will happen. Nothing and, and it wasn't
2: you know. And the-, the
3: coaches aren't allowed to talk about it, so or they get fined. And as tight as coaches are, you know they're not going to get fined. They're not going to say anything.
4: I did so. think
2: Kiffin's comments about the replay that he got from the, the referee yeah. was an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. Well,
4: But but here's the deal, though. The refs are in – they coordinate with the Birmingham office. They're talking about the play and all. So it's not like they are just got their headset in there and the Birmingham is making all the decisions there. They're that's talking the he, play. I know that's not that's, what he said. That's right? not what he but said. That's, <laughs> I, I know, but that's the truth um so they are the refs are they're, they're just he was trying to get all the responsibility off of his shoulder for kiffin but look if they had not if they had called that an incomplete pass it might have taken them another minute or minute and a half to get down there and score and they probably would have scored which would have put old miss behind the eight ball so it kind of worked in old miss's favor
2: last text message to kiffin or charlie weiss call the plays in the lsu game
4: yeah they both
3: did it's a collaboration. They game plan together all week, a hundred percent. Okay, and and I, I'm I'm kind of confused why this is a constant subject. To be honest with you, uh, Lane Kiffin is a master play caller. Charlie Weiss calls the plays from up up top, and if Lane doesn't like them, he vetoes them and calls something else. I mean, it's real simple. It's not it's not uh, some conspiracy, you know, of who's calling the plays. You know, it's just <laughs> it's a collaboration. It's what it is.
2: We'll mention the Faris Group on the way out. They're a partner in retirement for nearly two decades. They've got the expertise that helps retirees invest and distribute their savings. Locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, Baton Rouge. Give them a call, toll-free 1-877-327-3735. Let's bring in Harry Harrison to the discussion next.
1: ladies lying
0: in the sun real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or
1: Chevrolet, find Find new road. Outback Steakhouse
0: knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven. DeAbraville and Flowood, Mississippi, also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors.
2: Well, we thank Mark Cleary for coming on, talking with us. Cannon Cleary-McGraw, CCMOxford.com. Now we go to the Ole Miss Radio Network. Harry Harrison's going to join us here in this portion of the program. Harry, if we had, I don't know, a dollar for every time somebody in the booth on Saturday said, we need two stops, we'd all be rich dudes, because it was said a lot in that radio booth, wasn't it?
8: Well, it was, and uh, we got them, and the truth is that uh, the victory goes the spoils, right?
3: Is your heart rate slowed down yet?
8: (laughs) Say it again. Has your heart rate
4: slowed down yet?
8: It's uh, just this <laughs> afternoon. I think I got uh, got it back in my chest. You're
4: right. <laughs> Mine was 178 on that last play. I looked at it on my watch and started flashing. I was like, I'm about to have a heart attack. I'm not gonna lie, Harry. Well, well, off- I've
8: seen a lot of old Miss LSU games go down to the last play. Trust me. So that's uh, the best
4: one yet. I thought, Harry. I, yeah, I, I it, haven't it's, seen it's, one like that. 83 was unbelievable. You know, the missed Field Gold and. We could go on through the line, but that one was the best yet. <laughs> Offensively, Harry, you know, in the weeks prior, there were a lot of slower developing plays. And this week they just went. And then as Chuck pointed out, the tempo made all the difference in the world. Just talk game planning, going quicker on offense, one, and also in the run game, not not slow developing runs, but just hitting it and go. What, what kind of difference did that make for you?
8: Well, you know, Yancey, you know, and Kiffin talked about it after the game. They they, uh, they simplified the offense, if you can believe that or not. We don't run a lot of different plays. We use a lot of different formations to keep people off balance. But we simplified things Saturday night, and they started running the counter tray. Uh, he did a good job of read options. We, we we got some things done that the offensive line absolutely was on fire blocking, and number eighty six Prieston certainly added to that. That's a big mm-hmm. big help having that good tight end block in there. But uh, this is the offensive line we expected to see all season, and uh, you know after after such a poor outing over at Alabama, they heard that they they got it. So preparation this past week was was really really good and. And unfortunately, we, 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 when you keep it simple and you don't have to do a lot of thinking, and you, your tempo can pick up. And I think in the second half, the LSU front, they let you defensive front—they didn't substitute a lot up there, uh, but they, they were dragging. I mean, Chuck was down there on the field. He said the cogs were hanging out. I didn't get that close, but uh, it certainly looked like that in their effort, that's for sure.
3: Oh yeah, listen, when we when we when they punted, got us on the twelve-yard line on that last drive. I knew good and well we were going to score, and I knew we were going to score running the ball and then through throw when we had to, because they were spent. They were done. I was down there yeah. on their sideline. They were done.
8: Well, I, I have to believe that, Chuck, and, and I have I was saying all week that the, the corners for LSU were not nearly as good as the ones we'd seen the week before at Alabama, and their secondary as a whole was not. And, and so, you know, we controlled the line of scrimmage, no sacks on Jackson Dart. He was able to to survey the field, pick out the open receiver. And guess what? We had a bunch of open receivers. And, of course, having Trey Harris back on the outside opened up those crossing routes Mm -hmm. and insides for Priest Corn and Jordan Watkins and, and, you know, and D. Wade. uh, Watkins and D. Wade have been consistent all year. But then you get that third receiver and Trey Harris, and you get the fourth receiver in the tight end. He caught some things over the middle when they they were, you know, bunched up outside. You know, when you got that going, Chuck, it's just too many options. And they – they were chasing and out of position, blew some coverages, and uh, you know they just they could not stop us. But you know, tip your hat to, to Pete Golden. Uh, last four drives, touchdown, LSU, punt, punt, end of the game. So uh, we had to we got the stops three straight times when we had to, and uh, that was the difference in the game.
3: No doubt about it. And I, th- I think another key happened early in the game, uh, Harry. When, when one of your safeties, I know you love to watch those safeties, when Dajon uh, Anthony jarred the, jarred the ball loose from Jaden Daniels because they, they were probably going to score there. And then you got a whole different game.
8: That's right. You know, that, it, it was pretty interesting tackle, Chuck. It looked like just chest to chest. If it had been me, I was going to stick that face mask right in his chest. But this kid came up and hit him just chest for chest, knocked the ball <laughs> out of the hands. The Rebel's. <laughs> Of course, recover it and then go up two scores. We go down and score and go up two scores. Big turning point in the game. You know, once you got up two scores, you felt like things were tilted to our sideline. Now, we were only up, what, three at the half? But, you know, had they scored on that drive, could have been a totally different game at halftime. And uh, maybe, maybe we haven't come from two scores down uh, at the end. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a big time play for sure.
3: And I I know we're complimenting the defense on the way they finished the game because that's when it counts. But uh, I mean, who they did give up six hundred and forty yards and forty nine <laughs> points, and so uh, that's a little disappointing.
8: Yeah, yes it is. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you stop the if you stop the season right now, Chuck. I mean one of the top two candidates for MVP would be Jaden Daniels. I mean, he was a magician. Saturday night with a ball, whether he was running Mm. it, whether he was throwing it. I mean, the three touchdowns in the corner of the end zone, he just absolutely threw a dime. We had pretty darn good coverage. I mean, guys were right there running with him. Just, you know, he put it where we couldn't get it, and they could, and it was perfect throws. And So, you know, you got to tip your hat to they were better on those plays than we were. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. That's the good thing about going into this Arkansas game, guys. There's a whole bunch of things that gotta be cleaned up and get better at, including the defensive side, and you know, on the offensive side way too many penalties. I think eleven penalties on the night. It got it got so one sided, you know, everybody's scratching their head going, I don't get it. You know, not many holding calls on the LSU and I think the rebels did four or five. <laughs> Most of them were on the outside, but still we, we picked up way too many penalties. So there's a lot of things to clean up and improve on, Chuck, going this week.
3: Let's let's talk a little bit about Arkansas. Uh uh, unless you don't want to move off of LSU, which you probably don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Nothing get, I, I, raises
4: Harry's hair more than, than than saying the word LSU now. That one was all for Harry.
8: Yeah, well, you know, yeah, see, I, I've seen uh, a lot. And I said this post-game. I said, isn't it amazing that all the classic games, and I can go back to 59 and 72 and 2003 and now 2023, all the classic games somehow turn out to be with LSU. Uh, just, I guess just, I guess we're just destined to be that way, you know. Uh, second most played team in, in the conference, other than Mississippi State. Uh, but you know it is. But no, we need to move on to Arkansas. I'm gonna be able to live this LSU game the rest of the year. I got another 363 days to live this one.
0: But uh, there you go.
3: There
8: you go. Yeah. But Arkansas is next. Let's don't you know? I said let's don't lose to Alabama twice by continuing to wor- worry about that going into LSU. Well, let's don't lose the Arkansas game because of how we played last Saturday night because every team is different. But, Chuck, they got a quarterback right up the road here in, in uh, Sardis, Mississippi named K.J. Jefferson, and he's pretty darn good himself. He's just different mm-hmm. than Jaden Daniels because he weighs about 250. So if you're going to come up and hit him, you better uh, do more than just go chest to chest or you'll be laying flat on the ground. He's got a bunch <laughs> to help. Yeah, he's
3: he, he's pretty special. It, it seems to me like, though, that uh, – they're going to be a little different this week because I think Rocket Sanders is going to be more healthy and it gives them a, another option that's pretty potent.
8: No doubt. Second leading rusher last year right behind Quinshawn Junkins. It was kind of a you know a neck and neck all the way through the season, especially after eight or nine games. Those two are right there neck and neck. But, uh, yeah, he gives them definitely a, a breakaway guy that is also well, he's about 225 and, and he, he can run, as we know. Last year up there, he ran wild. Of course, our guys did too in the loss, but uh, yeah, he gives you definitely. And they got some receivers outside, Chuck. Not names that you've heard of much, and I don't know if they're transfer. I hadn't got a chance to study too much, but uh, they're, they're all six three and six four, which gives you matchup problems on the outside. So uh, you know, I, I watched the A and M game a little bit, and A and M's defensive front really had their way with, with uh, Arkansas's line. Uh, who, who knows? I haven't seen enough of them yet. I'm going to watch film the rest of the week. But maybe that's a weak spot. We'll find some weak spots, hopefully. But uh, they, they bring a really good offense in here uh, defensively. I haven't got a chance to see much of that. But uh, if the Rebels continue to play like they did this past Saturday, I don't care who's coming in here. They're going to have their hands full.
3: That's right. I agree with that 100%. Well, thank you, my man. We appreciate you every week. You do a great job. Thank
4: Absolutely. you, Thank you, Eric. I, I, I thought about you the whole game during that and after it, and I know I know you thoroughly enjoyed it, my man. All the way till
8: about midnight Saturday night that I finally passed that. That's How right.
4: Howdy tidy, my man. Hotty-totty.
2: I was the row behind and the glass in front of me and Harry. I've been next to him during an LSU game and wore the bruises on the right shoulder. He's physical during an LSU game, I'll tell you. With that, we did they get a text it. message that came in that said it was glaringly obvious that Ole Miss was – in better physical condition than it showed in the fourth quarter of that game.
3: Well, I th- I think that Nick Savage in the strength and conditioning program gets old Mrs offensive players ready to run tempo for four quarters because they're not going to substitute a lot on the offensive line, even though Jaden Williams did play 23 or 24 snaps, I think. And uh, I think Eli Acker subbed uh, for Jeremy James a few series, a couple of series. Uh, to kind of keep those guys, those big guys, fresh in the fourth quarter, but they prepare for that, and and he's right. It was obvious. Like I said, I was on the LSU sideline watching. After they punted to our twelve, I, I told everybody around me. I said, "This is this game's over. They, there's no way they can stop us. Uh, they're they're just not in shape like we are."
2: So the prestigious C. Spire Connolly Trophy is awarded to the college football player the top in the state at the end of the regular football season each week. We will now uh, present a list of standout players for each of the football playing universities or colleges in the state, so here we go. All
3: right, Ole Miss. uh, Well, Jackson Dart got the SEC Player of the Week, but (laughs) Yancey knows more than the SEC Player of the Week. (laughs) Sophomore running back Quinshawn Judkins is our Player of the Week for the Rebels. The Pike Road Alabama Native helped Ole Miss to a fifty-five-49 victory over LSU with thirty-three rushes for 178 yards and two touchdowns. The Rebel now are four and one overall, one-and-one one in SEC play, and they face Arkansas this Saturday night.
4: Look in that game, you could have had Jackson Dart, you could have had Trey Harris, you could have had Judkins, you could have had Micah Pettis, who really negated um their their uh Parkinson's. So that was a tough one to call there. Mississippi State, the player of the week for the Connerly Trophy Watch, is senior linebacker Jet Johnson. Um, the Hell Tupelo, of a player. He really is. A Tupelo native, had 14 tackles, 1.5 tackles for a loss, and a sack in Mississippi State's 40 to 17 loss to number 11 ranked Alabama. The Dawgs stand at two and three and face Western Western Michigan Saturday.
2: Southern Miss, we go with junior wide receiver Joey Hobert. Uh, the Eagles. Uh, Players from San Clemente, California, 10 catches, 126 yards in the loss to Texas State, 30 catches, 370 yards, three touchdowns on the season. Uh, the Golden Eagles are 1-4, and four, and they take on Old
3: Dominion this week. Mm, I'd like to see them start winning a few games for Old Will down there. I like Me it. Me too. Delta State junior defensive back Marlon Wyndham is the player of the week for the Statesman. The Knoxville County native had five solo tackles, a sack, and returned an interception for pick six in Delta State's 47-17 win over number eight ranked West Alabama. The Statesmen are now 5-0 and zero on the season and are ranked number seven in newly released poll.
4: And I know you keep up with Delta Patrick Seegog is
3: still there for baseball. He's too, still there. He's still there. He's still going. His 10th year. And
2: he's been, he's, he's been balling all season long, yeah.
4: too. Yeah, he has. And Delta State started off 7-0 for the second time in school history, and now what are they, 5-0. 5 So, yeah, they're, they, they've they got it going on down there. Jackson State had the weekend off this Past weekend, the Tigers stand at 3-2 and two and face Alabama A&M this weekend.
2: Mississippi Valley State junior defensive back Christian Fagan is the player of the week for Valley. Cedar Hills, Texas native, six tackles, and interception. And Valley's 31-7 loss to Florida A&M. And, All- Eli,
4: and before we start on that, uh, Eli, uh, former Rebel, is the head coach down there. No, Eli he's the offensive line coach. Offensive line coach? Eli. Yeah. Okay.
3: Eli Johnson. Yeah. Alcorn State junior linebacker Stamarian Edwards is the player of the week for the Braves. The Hollydale native had 14 tackles, three tackles for a loss, and a sack in the Braves' 23-20 win over Alabama State. I think it's your turn, Yan. Mississippi College
4: <laughs> junior running back Marcus Williams is the player of the week for for uh, Mississippi College, the Donnisville native out of Louisiana had 141 rushing yards in the Chattahs' 30-14 win over Shorter. Mississippi College is now 2-3 and three and face Valdosta State this Saturday.
2: And for Millsaps College junior punter Ethan Klapich is the player of the week for the majors. He was the SAA football special teams athlete of the week. Average fifty five point eight yards per punt in a fourteen to eight win over Birmingham Southern. The first win for Millsaps. It's okay to to punt it a little bit about
4: Ethan too. Doing some research on him, he has eight punts over sixty yards this year. Gosh, mighty could we get him up here to Oxford?
3: Bellhaven senior running back Kobe Blunt out of Mobile. Mobile, Mobile. Mobile is our player of the week for the Blazers. 200-pound tailback had 201 rushing yards, two touchdowns in the Blazers, 35-7 win over North Carolina Wesleyan. Bellhaven improved to 4-0 in the season, and they're now receiving votes in the D3 polls. C-SPAR
2: has been presenting uh, the sponsor of this trophy since its inception in 1996. Proud to continue to recognize outstanding college football student-athletes in Mississippi. The award comes out at 6 o'clock, November 28th, at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. And we will do Jackson this. Dart. is yeah. going to
3: win that. He's going to win on it. on right now, right? He's yeah. going to win it. He's going yeah. to yeah. win it. He's the best player in the there. state. He is. Let's do this, too. Better mention that... Uh,
2: Uh, Well, we have the recruiting segment coming up, right? We've got that. We'll do uh, also uh, some SEC and Ole Miss news, the good, bad, and ugly, and finish up our program called the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
4: she's all right i don't know she's all right she's all right she's
2: all right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. rebel fans do you have real estate questions coldwell banker signature agents have the answers whether you're buying or selling let the agents at coldwell banker signature give you the home field advantage Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662 50 38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662 50 38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today.
0: real estate with over 40 years of combined experience the Tom Smith Land and Homes team serving the Cleveland Mississippi area is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers their knowledge and expertise about agricultural hunting and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state with Tom Smith Land and Homes you can expect more and get more return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Land & Homes today at 662-441-2500.
5: We'll
0: miss. more of the rebel yell hotline presented by cannon motors coming up next
2: all right friends we got a lot of business to get to sec and almost news brought to you by van atkins jewelers van atkins the south's leader in the state jewelry and diamond solitaires. as chuck says you know she's worth it well we mentioned the jackson darts the co-offensive player of the week in the sec uh, he did that 439 yards total offense five touchdowns but he was 26 of 39 passing uh, season i 389 four touchdowns 50 yards on seven carries one touchdown and one giant leap over mankind in the ap football poll georgia's one bama's 11 Oma's 16 kentucky 20 mizzou 21 tennessee 22 and lsu 23 and i want to say this chris mitchell's scheduled to be in oxford saturday nice. uh, for the game against arkansas they're going to bring creek here uh, you know, he had nice. a tragic accident living tragic. In, in, in Huntsville. He is wheelchair-bound, but Creek is scheduled to be in Oxford this weekend, and uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot of that. be good the to see him. Yeah. yeah, really will. All right, let's go uh, into uh, some recruiting, and we'll talk about the Grove Collective really fast. Uh, the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by our guys at the Grove Collective, the mission to create and enhance the NIL opportunities for Ole Miss student-athletes.
4: Yeah, guys, first, I mean the- – I can't tell you how big that was for recruiting, and it's really going to set up. You'll feel it more in the years to come next year and the year after, all of these sophomore and juniors that were able to attend the game. I think there were 128 players total football that were in attendance for that game. We don't have time to go over them all, but we'll highlight a few of them, including uh, the four-star Ole Miss commit Camarion Franklin out of Lake Cormont, Four-star Ole Miss commit defensive line. Both of these are Kim Beavers out of Bay Springs. Four-star Juco wide receiver, Deion Smith out of Holmes Community College. We've been talking about Stug. him the last few weeks. Four-star Juco offensive lineman, Markel Bell out of Holmes Community College. They're both teammates there. This is Markel's third game to 10 this season. Things are really turning positive for him, 6'9", 350 pounds. Four-star junior defensive lineman, Aaron Travis out of Grenada right down the road. Uh, Four-star defensive lineman Andrew Maddox out of Oak Grove. Notice all these defensive linemen on the list. Four-star junior linebacker Jacoby Hobson out of Lake Cormont, which is Cam Franklin's teammate. Four-star junior running back Akeelan Deer out of Lake Cormont. They must just be loaded. Four-star junior wide receiver Anson Lewis out of Columbia, Mississippi and four-star junior safety Jalen Mosley out of Jackson Christian. Again, a lot of juniors, a lot of sophomores there to see the game. Basketball. We'll high, will highlight some of these. Uh, Travis Perry, two uh, two thousand twenty-four point guard, ranked top fifty national recruit. Um, he's out of Kentucky. He was in town. Another two thousand twenty-four shooting guard, Mikey Lewis. He came in from California. He's rated the number 46 overall player in the country. They had a five-star 2025 shooting guard, Trey McKinney, out of Michigan. He's 6'5", 205 pounds, the number 10th overall player in the class of 2025. And then we have Simone Guy. Uh, He was in Oxford this weekend, 2026, 7'3", center out of St. John. Vandy, Missouri, and then he was escorted by Ole Miss Top 50 National Center, commit John Ball out of an overtime elites program. So those are some of the guys. And then the shooting guard also out of Brazil that committed to Ole Miss uh, about, what, about two weeks ago, Eduardo, and I still don't know how to pronounce his last name, uh, Kalief, I don't know. You tell me, Gary. You're better with the pronunciations. But So it did not just end with the football program. There were a lot of big-time basketball pro- players there as well.
2: And we'll get into the good, the bad, and the ugly presented by Big Delta Power Sports 155 Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville.
3: Well, the good is, is so obvious that it hardly needs repeating. The Ole Miss offense gained over 700 yards scored 55 points on their way to a 55-49 victory. Over LSU Saturday night in a key SEC matchup, quarterback Jackson Dart, wide receiver Trey Harris, running backs Quinshawn Judkins and Ulysses Bentley, wide receiver Jordan Watkins, wide receiver Dayton Wade, tight end Caden Prescorn were all electric in the skill positions, doing their jobs very efficiently. And the offensive line played by far their best game uh, so far, as Yancey said earlier. Rebel Nation showed up and showed out and definitely helped propel the home team to the win. There's no doubt in my mind the fan base was a factor in the outcome. They simply did not let the Rebels lull in the game, even when Ole Miss was down 49-40 to with eight minutes to go. Great job, Ole Miss fans. Bad the Rebel defense was, overall bad. But we'd rather dwell on the fact that they stopped LSU on their last two drives that were a must in the comeback win. And we have to say they got a turnover in the first quarter that turned out to be very important in the outcome as well. The ugly well, the attempt by the security guards to keep fans from rushing the field was about as dumb as it gets. And the $100,000 fine Ole Miss got for the fans doing so is kind of silly. Also, the refs flagged Ole Miss 13 times and, on, and only six times to LSU, and that smelled a little fishy and gave them an ugly look. They did have to
2: call the holding call because that was where J.J. Peakey's got hurt. And yeah. That's when he went down because he was basically tackled from tackled. from the backside. Yeah, and they, they
4: yeah. and did the you know that the $100,000 that Ole Miss pays goes to LSU? Yeah. Goes to I the, thought it would go to the SEC. No, it it's goes a, to Straight to LSU. LSU.
3: They, it need it, it. they need it to buy a, a defensive lineman.
4: <laughs> and another corner. <laughs>
3: Thanks yeah. to
2: Dudley Dawson of hogville.net, to Mark Cleary of Cannon, Cleary McGraw, Harry Harrison joining us as well. Good show, fellas. We'll do it again next week. Howdy Toddy.